Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, Episode 7. Hi, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers you to reach your full potential, whether you're already in a leadership role or you are an aspiring leader. Joining me on today's show is Bronwyn Shortino. And after 17 years as a high-powered, award-winning executive in a soul-crushing industry, Bronwyn experienced a life-changing event that had caused her to stop and ask herself, what if there's a better way to live? Now as an inspirational speaker, author and workshop facilitator, she stepped away from a traditional life and works with people globally in inspiring them to simplify their lives and embrace the concept of the economy of enough. She shares her story and the KISS framework with audiences of all sizes and backgrounds through keynotes, her book and facilitated workshops. And on today's show, Bronwyn's going to share tips and tricks to easily simplify our lives, how to make every day a very different way to live, how we can learn to ask the question, what if they're wrong, to determine the best path for you and your life, as well as the importance to think differently so that you can impact your reactions, your actions and behaviour. Welcome to the show, Bronwyn. Thanks, Anne-Marie. I'm really pleased to be here and looking forward to uh, helping people. So, Bronwyn, yep. I've had the pleasure of reading your book, Keep It Super Simple, and it was tips from a recovering perfectionist. And one of the things that you share at one time of your life, it was anything but simple. I was wondering if you can briefly share your story, what was happening and what was the turning point where you finally said enough is enough. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Anne-Marie. There certainly was a time in my life when it was anything but simple. And if you can imagine as far away from simple as you can possibly get, that's where I was at. Um, and essentially what happened to me was uh, I was told for eight years that I had a patch of psoriasis on my head and it turned out to be quite a large skin cancer um, and I was told uh, at the time of diagnosis that if um, I left the skin cancer um, it would continue to grow and would eventually eat away my entire face mm. um, and uh, my reaction at the time uh, when I was told that it was skin cancer was I was really annoyed mm. uh, and I was annoyed because I had to schedule that into my life and I, I, I was busy and I didn't have time for it and uh, you know I, I just felt so annoyed because it was something else I had to to be able to fit into mm -hmm. my already out of control busy life mm -hmm. and I scheduled the surgery in amongst all the other things that I had to do and the day of the surgery uh, I had centimeters of my head cut out home that afternoon uh, with the bandage stapled to my head uh, and I was back on my laptop working because I was busy and uh, I could only schedule a, a certain amount of time out of my day um, to have something uh, as insignificant as six centimetres of my head chopped out. Wow. Um, and uh, uh, four days later, I went back to the surgeon for my post-operative checkup. 
and they took the bandages and the staples and the stitches out of my head and I saw the wound for the first time. And that one glimpse in the mirror shattered my reality and within the space of an hour, I went from high-powered, fully-functioning, award-winning businesswoman to on the floor, unable to stop crying and unable to function um, in normal life. And uh, it took a good two years for me to recover and, and that you know inability to function. Yes. Uh, and uh, that that one glimpse in the mirror really started a journey for me that has completely changed my life and has really taught me a lot about how we're made up as individuals, the way we're socially conditioned, um, the way that we live our lives now, and what that's actually doing to us from our health point of view, mm. um, our psychological point of view, um, and just the way that we're living. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I, I think one of the things that is so important to you is that you speak to, to women, men too, but we, women in particular, because we're so, we can so often be so hard on ourselves and driven this way to the point where you're saying, I don't want you to get to a point where you have such a life changing event occur, a real traumatic event occur. Here are some steps. Here are some things that we need to think of so that we can start to reevaluate, can start to change some things so that we can easily simplify our lives and avoid something like this happening. So share, what are some of those, those tips that you learned that we can implement to simplify our lives? Yeah, you're absolutely right. One of the biggest things that I do now is teach people to challenge this mindset or this belief that we have as, as a society that you can only really introduce change when you reach that traumatic event and, and you're forced to change. Mm-hmm. A lot of the information that I've learned in, in my recovery and, and since my recovery is that, you know, life doesn't have, we don't have to have that struggle. Sure, we have challenges along the way, but we don't have to struggle through to get through them. You know, we can just introduce little simple steps that help us just switch to a different path or look at things a little bit differently or react and behave differently to the way that we receive information is something that I really want to help people to challenge in their lives because, you know, I think sometimes it's much more about we're on this path and we're just driven and we just ignore everything else more Mm. than it is hard to change. So, you know, one of the simple things that I learned was to to start to be really conscious about where you're at at, at, you know, independent times throughout the day. So one of the, you know, the way that I learned to do this was I uh, was reading something around being really conscious with your food. We're all of us individual biosystems. So there's no one solution out there that fits or everyone on the planet. Each of us will have different ways that we need to do things that suit us as individuals. Mm-hmm. One of the, the little tips and tricks that I, that I learned was uh, around food was 15 minutes after eating something, stop and have a think about how you feel. And if you don't feel okay, that's a pretty good indication that you probably shouldn't eat that food. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, have another have another conscious moment three hours or four hours later and see how am I feeling? Am I hungry? Am I satiated? You know, um, do I need something else? Because that will tell you whether or not that food sustains your system. Yes. So um, applying that to all the different areas of our life is actually quite simple. I went for, I'm going for a walk 15 minutes after I've been for a walk. How do I feel? Do I feel energized? Is my body sore? Are my legs hurting? What, you know, where am I actually at with this? And one of the easiest ways that you can do that in your life to try and introduce that is to just simply put a reminder into your calendar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might want to start with every three hours. Just put a reminder in that just a five minute block of time that says, 
just stop right now and have a think about how, how, am I, how am I feeling? Am I hungry? Am I energized? So if you're really, really tired, okay, what have I been doing for the last three hours? Well, some of those things perhaps don't support you energetically. And that can give you a good idea as well on where, where to do different things during the day. Mm. So I know, for example, a lot of my writing gets done in the morning because um, I've meditated by then, I've exercised, I've eaten properly, and then I'm absolutely fueled and energized to go into the day. And that's when my creativity comes out. Yes. And my more administrative sort of tasks I tend to do in the afternoon because I don't need quite so much fuel and brain power at that time of the day. Mm -hmm. So that's how I know where I'm at. I love that that you said that because one of the things that I'll often say too, and I've heard so many other people remind us of, is that we want to have a level of mindfulness that we do notice what's happening. We do notice the warning signs. We do notice the little trigger points. And once we do, we can shift something. We can change something before those little warning signs get bigger and bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden the body goes, you know what, if you're not going to take charge, I'm going to do something that's going to have you hold and, and take charge. So those uh, tips and, and tricks, and especially about the diary reminder is fantastic. And be more mindful. Um, that the signs are, are are there. Now, Bronwyn, something that you also have said, which I think is really important, love to, to know a little bit more about, but asking the question, what if they're wrong? Now, this is something that you asked yourself and it really had a significant uh, impact for you. So share more. Why is this such an important question for us to ask? What if they're wrong was, you know, if, if you sort of look at it and say across a two-year time frame, what was really the turning point? What was really the thing? Mm. in my recovery that made me really look at things differently. And it, it, for me, it was watching um, a video interview where Greg Braden, who is uh, an international best-selling author, was being interviewed. And I heard him ask the question, what if they're wrong? And it was like, uh, you know you know when you hear something and you just you know, slap your forehead and you just go, <laughs> oh, I can't believe. Yes. I can't believe I've never thought of that before. Yeah. It was one of those moments for me. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like all of a sudden there was this massive amount of information that was just available to me. You know, for me, it was really bringing to the forefront of my, my vision, if you like, the fact that we are so socially conditioned from the time that we are born. We're told what's right, what's wrong, what's appropriate behaviour, what's inappropriate behaviour, who we're allowed to have as friends, um, how we're allowed to speak, what school we have to go to, what jobs are appropriate, the amount of money we need to earn, the car we should be driving. It's entirely dependent on where you're born, what school you go to, mm -hmm. as to the conditioning that you receive. Yes. But what happens along the way as we're conditioned is that there's parts of us that people tell us aren't appropriate and so we hide them. We take them out and we say, oh, we can't have those anymore because we'll be punished or um, ostracized. And the social conditioning that we receive, you know, somewhat naturally targets us towards wanting the positive reinforcement and the acceptance and the love that comes with social conditioning. Mm. And so those parts of ourselves that we put away are parts of all of us. And when we take those out of the equation, we make ourselves less than we actually are. And sure, there are some rules that are really important, you know, because we need to, we need to know that when we get in the car and we go for a drive that, you know, it's not okay that there's people drink driving and speeding and, you know, that we could get killed because somebody is, do, you know, doing the wrong thing. Mm. So there are some rules that are really important. But 
I think there's also some rules that as adults we can challenge and we can start to ask the question, what if they're wrong? And I think it's a really important question to be asking at the moment because we're seeing this environment where we're communicating globally in this social media, you know, internet technology environment. Mm -hmm. And we're being manipulated with the information that we're receiving and the way we're receiving the information. And what we're seeing is tiny little bits of information that are being positioned in ways that are designed to trigger us to be outraged and everybody jumps in and has their say. And it's not necessarily true, the information you're being given. Nobody's, there's no sort of body out there that says, well, you can't write that because it's not true or it's badly positioned or there's none of that. We just accept what we're given, we accept what we see yeah, yeah. and we're outraged and we jump in and we write all these things and, and some, you know, often say pretty horrible, vicious, so often malicious things about people that we don't know. We actually don't know about the situation. And so one of the things that's really important to me and that I really want people to adopt and take up is the ability from that basis, am I now prepared to communicate or participate in this or adopt this or take this on board? Because that what if they're wrong really allows you to take control as an individual and determine what you do and don't take into your life. And it was the absolute turning point for me in my recovery, you know, because I, I literally use that now to determine the direction that I go and, and the path that I walk in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it means if, if, you, um, if you ask that question, you can just take tiny little steps and you'll find yourself in a different direction without even really thinking about it. Some of the things um, that I was thinking as you were explaining that, particularly some of the things that we may have heard as we were growing up, and we're looking at women, you know, oh, you're bossy, you know, yeah. yet it could be assertive. <laughs> or you can't speak un- unless you're spoken to, or you shouldn't interrupt people, or you need to be humble. I mean, you. so to the point where so many women do tend to take a step back. They don't necessarily voice their opinion because, you know, some person has told them in the past when they were a child that to do so is really is, is wrong or unacceptable. So, yes, asking the, the question, what if they're wrong? What if something that I've been told in my past is actually limiting me from stepping forward and really developing the leadership skills in and strengths in me that have always been there yet were misrecognized or mislabeled um and and that's kind of um, now holding a label and that's holding me back so i love that so anytime someone says something to you don't take that for face value step back and you know what if they're wrong because we are so limited or can be so limited if we allow ourselves to be um, by the voices uh, in the past and, and the voices are around us every single day. So Bronwyn, the importance of thinking differently, I mean, that is just in itself a, a huge uh, life-changing moment for many people to think that they can think differently so that it can, can impact reactions actions and behavior and i know that this is something that you've personally had to do and you've shared so in your previous example so what would be some words of advice if people are listening today and they recognize you know what maybe i have taken things on board that someone has told me that asking what if they're wrong or if i think about it a different way my reaction is going to be far differently i'm not going to get so stressed and anxious about it what would you say to that person yeah look i think 
and and I think you're absolutely right with your comment about you know particularly as women we're told you know there's a certain way that we should live and there's certain mm. responsibilities that we have and and things that we must do and sure we can have it all but we can only have it all if we give up all these things yeah um, and I think probably my 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 words of wisdom around that thinking differently is um, through that process of you know being told what we can and can't do or what can and can't achieve is to really step back and and, and find your own greatness again mm-hmm. um, because we're born with it we're born we're born with a greatness in our souls and we're born with a purpose for what we're here for and we just have to find what that is through our life and I think probably particularly for women the the biggest thing is that we get shuffled so far from our own greatness and we spend so much of our lives looking outside ourselves to try and find the person that's going to give us the information that we need or they're going to they're going to be my they're going to be my silver bullet that's going to be the thing that I'm going to have that make, that means I'm going to be successful mm. um, and we don't actually realize that it's within us um, and the longer we look outside ourselves for that the longer it's going to take us to get to where we're supposed to be and and to achieve the things that we're going to achieve in our life mm. um, and um, you know that that's, that ability to just stop and separate from what you're being told, um, and the attitude of people around you. So, you know, uh, you might um, you might have a goal to you know run five k's, and everyone around you is saying, "Oh, you're never going to get there. Don't bother getting up out of bed." If it's something that you really want to do, fuel your success and fuel your ability to get there yourself. Don't rely on the people around you to inspire you. Don't rely on the people around you to fill you up. Find the pathway yourself. Find things in your life that make it easy for you to get there. Totally agree. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Bronwyn. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. How can people get in contact with you? It's been fabulous being here. And, our, um, you know, I love our conversation, Anne-Marie, and uh, I love that, you know, the, the opportunity to actually share my story and, mm, and to well. help others get out there and, and, and uh, be the best that they possibly can be in this world. Mm. Um, easiest way to get in contact with me is through my website, which is www.chic.com life um, or via Facebook or LinkedIn and pick up a copy of my book from the website. Terrific and of course Bronwyn's website www.sheiqlife.com and all of those contact details will be on the show page so pop across to the show page annemariecross.com forward slash podcast seven and uh, you'll be able to click through and get in contact with Bronwyn. So now it's over to you. Bronwyn and I want you to join the conversation. Let us know what was your biggest aha and what is the action step that you're going to take in the next 24 hours? Maybe you need to ask that question. What if they're wrong? Because something someone has told you maybe in the past or maybe just yesterday has had you questioning your self-worth, questioning your, your ability and asking that question is going to have you follow a pathway which is a pathway that leads to your continued greatness love the way uh, Bronwyn said that so leave that comment below to go to the conversation and to join that conversation annemariecross.com forward slash podcast seven leave your comment below and we look forward to reading that uh, shortly
is an interview tip to help you ace that interview brought to you by our sponsor acethatinterview.com.au. Now, are you negotiating your salary? Be prepared to walk away if the salary is below expectations and what you're worth, and especially if they're not willing to negotiate a win-win outcome. I mean, let's ask a question. Would you work for an organization that devalued you, that devalued the value you offer their organization? Now, if you've done your research and your findings show that other organizations that are advertising for similar roles, they're paying a lot more than what you've just been offered, along with your expectations and the demands that you know the role and your expertise has to offer. Then let me ask you, do you really want to work for this company? It may just be a red flag that there are other things going on in the organization that you don't know about. So if they don't value you, find an organization that does. Be prepared to walk away if you can't negotiate a fair win-win outcome. And of course, if you do have an upcoming interview and you want additional support so you can negotiate a salary that pays you what you're worth, check out www.acethatinterview.com.au for more information. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode and we do hope that you will join us again next week. Uh, remember to subscribe to our iTunes channel. The link is annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes. By subscribing to the channel means that you'll be the very first person to learn about our new episodes, be inspired and empowered every week, just like I'm sure you were today hearing to listening to Bronwyn's story. So again, that link annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes. And while you're over there, if you have some time, leave a comment and a rating too. That would be super, super awesome. Help us spread the message. See you next week. Make it a great one. Bye, Bronwyn. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.